Mechta Megillah and Avzayin Amarbeis, Amar Rava, Mechayiv Inish L'Besumei B'Poria, a person is obligated L'Besumei, literally to get drunk on Purim, Ad L'Yada Be'Nar Haman L'Baruch Mordechai, to the point where he doesn't know the difference between Arar Haman and Baruch Mordechai, a very strange obligation. Why would anybody, how could we uh, ever even say such a thing, that Chazal expect us to become so inebriated that we don't know the difference between Arar Haman and Baruch Mordechai. And even very interesting, you know, Chazal say there's an obligation that on Purim a person is supposed to say Arar Haman and you're supposed to say Baruch Mordechai. Well, what's, what's the reason for that? You're supposed to say Arar Haman? Why? Do you ever have anywhere in the whole Torah you have to say, you know, Arar Paroi, Arar Antiochas, or the bad guys, we never find you have to say Baruch Moshe, Baruch Yochanan Kohen Gadol, Baruch Matasyol. What's this Indian that on Purim you're supposed to curse the bad guy? You're supposed to curse Haman. You're supposed to give. You're supposed to give Mordechai a bracha. Why? So we have an amazing thing here in the introduction um, to the commentary of the Nesivos Hamishpat. The, uh, one of the greatest works on Halacha is called the Nesivos HaMishpat. And the Nesivos HaMishpat wrote a commentary on Megillah's Esther called Megillah's Sesarim. And he writes in his... No, no, no. He writes in his introduction to the Megillah the following. If you take a look at number two. The sages of the Shas have a tradition. That this Megillah, we're obligated to read it from beginning to end. What are they teaching us? Why do you have to read the Megillah from beginning to end? That everything in the Megillah, everything is needed for the miracle. And then he says a few lines down. He says, Afgam God prepared the Rafuah to raise us up to the highest level. To this point, Chazal tell us, That a person is obligated to imbibe enough alcohol to not know the difference between Ar Haman and Baruch Mordechai. No, specifically Yayin. It's a wonder. Why should a person get drunk? What's the reason for that? We know that getting drunk brings to every forbidden practice. Every Aveir in the world is caused by getting drunk. And here on Purim, for some reason, Chazal command us specifically to drink wine. Okay. So what the Nesivas offers to us is a, an amazing concept. And it's a concept that really uh, a person should think about not only every day of their life, but really every moment of their life. And that is, we don't understand the repercussions of our actions. We don't know how we could do one thing, it could lead to B, which could lead to C, that could lead to D, that could lead to E, and ultimately everything that is caused by our actions, we are responsible for. For example... You know, you greet someone on the street, you say good morning to them. They're in a good mood. 
because they're in a better mood, they do a chesed to someone that maybe they wouldn't have done otherwise, and they did a chesed to someone, that person learns to do chesed, and his children learn from him, and then for the next 30 generations, all the chesedim that are performed were all because you did one thing. Good morning. You know, we don't think of it like that way. Says in Asivos, who was the good guy? Mordechai or Haman? Rabbi said we could make a very strong case. The good guy in the Purim story was Haman. And the bad guy in the Purim story was Mordechai. How could you make that case? Very simply. The Gemara tells us in the Megillah, we had 48 prophets in our history. They all, they all basically did not do a great job. Yeshaya, Yirmiya, Yechezkel, Hosea, Amos, Ayvadya, Yeshua ben Nun. No one listened to them. Nobody listened to Nevi'im. In fact, Yirmiya, we threw stones at him. Zechariah, we killed him. You think people like to hear Musur? You think people like to hear when the rabbi gets up and says, you know, if you don't come to Minyan three times a day, maybe we were not going to consider you a good Jew. You know, people don't want to hear that. If people could, they would take a sitter and throw it at the rabbi. People don't want to hear. People don't want to hear that if you don't learn every day, you're not a good Jew. People don't want to hear that. If they could, they would take the bima and they, you know, cuff on the rabbi Har Kagigas. So all the Nevi'im basically did not do a great job. Don't give idea, Rabbi. Did not do. You know who did the best job of all the Nevi'im? Haman. Because by taking the ring of Achashverosh and writing, all the Jews should be murdered. What did that make us do? Unheralded Shuvah. Shuvah on the highest level we ever had. So if we were to ask, which individual in history has the greatest Zechus? Haman. Haman is the biggest tzaddik the world has ever seen. Yes, no question. Without a doubt. Haman, if you were to ask, which person in history has the biggest Zechus ever? Moshe Rabbeinu, Yirmiya, Yeshaya. So what? Who said you? So what? Doesn't matter. The person who has the greatest zechus in history? Haman. And if you'd ask, and which person could we say maybe chas v'shalom was the biggest, did that which is the worst thing ever in the history of Kali Yisrael? Mordechai, no question. Why, what did Mordechai do? Mordechai didn't want to bow down to Haman. So you say, what's bad about that? Who asked him to go in the street and when Haman comes by, not bow down? Let him stay home. Let him learn in the base manners. Where do you think he spent his time? Well, what's he going in the street and then Haman's passing by and he's not bowing down to Haman? He's instigating Haman. And because of that, Haman wants to kill Klai Yisrael. So which individual is responsible for the, uh, for the almost annihilation of Klai Yisrael? Mordechai. So the biggest tzaddik in history is Haman. The biggest... We could make the case was Mordechai. So you say, yeah, Mordechai didn't intend to cause our annihilation. Haman didn't cause us to do tshuva. Yeah, but we know God pays a person back. If a person causes something good, even unattended, they're rewarded. If a person causes something bad, even without kavana, they're punished. So Mordechai, we're not so happy with him. In fact, the Gemara says that Klai Yisrael were constantly criticizing Mordechai. They didn't like the fact, you know, who asked him to stick his nose into Haman's face and then, Haman's, and then not, not bow down. Stay home, eat your bagel, eat, drink your coffee. Don't go into Haman's face. Don't go into Haman's face. 
And, more, and Haman, Haman's a great guy. Haman's the best. Haman's, you know, maybe we should make him Mayetzas Kodalei Hatayra. We should put him up on the bima. Yeah? Put him up. What's the answer? What's the answer? The answer is Haman didn't intend to do anything good. Mordechai didn't intend to do anything bad. But some zuchus Haman has and some demerit Mordechai has. So how do we get around that? So says the Nasivos, Chazal made the following takana. We know, young man, how you doing? Good. We know Chazal made a takana like this. We find that after Avshalom was killed, right after Avshalom uh, died, so then David HaMelech said eight times, Avshalom b'ni, 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 b'ni. Says the Gemara Masech, the Saita Dafyodam When David said b'ni each time, that was invoking a certain zechus that Avshalom was the son of David, and ultimately... Ultimately, it took Avshalom out of the seven chambers of Gehenna. He said Bani one time, he left chamber seven. He left, said Bani a second time, six, five. And he said at the eighth time, Avshalom went to Gan Eden. So we see there's a certain thing that you could give someone a bracha, take away their demerits. Says the Nasivos, Chazal were Masakin and Amparim, where even though Mordechai is the good guy, Emhalon is the bad guy. You should be so farmished and so tumult and confused and confused and fun-cused that you don't know anymore who's better, Mordechai or Haman. Because you think to yourself, well, you know, Mordechai got us into the mess. Haman made it that we accepted the Torah of the Abba of Ratzon. So what do we do to take away Haman's merit? All of Klai Yisrael, every single year. Aror Haman, Aror Haman, Aror Haman, Aror Haman, Aror Haman. How many times do we clap when we say Haman's name? How many times is Haman's name in the Megillah? 54 times. Machai Emche Ezekar Amalek. Emche is Begmatria 54. God says, I'm going to wipe out Emche, the 54 mentions of Amalek's name in the Megillah. Says the Nasiv, let's take a look on your sheet in number 6. And with this we conclude. Says the Nasiv, Philozenera. It's a wonder. What kind of thing is it? You ever hear anybody going around saying, Baruch Matasyahu? No. You ever hear anybody go, Aror Antiyaiches? You never heard of such a thing. Why? Right? You know what the reason is? Everybody knows he's called Ish Yehudi, he's called Ish Yemini. So the question is, is he from Yehuda or is he from Binyamin? Amra Knesset Yisrael Fnei HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazi Maosli Yemini, Kla Yisrael criticized Mordechai, look what this Benjamite did to me. Do like katel Shaul Agag. Besides that, Shaul didn't kill Agag. Then Nafak Mine Haman. Haman came out. Debaile he wants to kill me. Look what this Yehudi did. Do like katel David Lashimi. That David, you know, um, what's it? Uh, Mordechai had an ancestor by the name of Shimi who really was supposed to be killed. Why wasn't he killed? They had Rachmanus on him. From, from Shimi came Mordechai. The Jews didn't like Mordechai. He provoked Haman. 
Says in the By the Tsar of Haman, even though Klaiso were really liable to be punished, they did have great Sadiqim to they had a thousand tamicha chamim. V'lehem hayatzar gadol amogin, and they had great pain for nothing. Why do these thousand tzaddikim have to suffer? Because this Mordechai guy wants to be a frumi and go into Haman's face and provoke him and then get him angry. V'kivan the Mordechai hayasibel tzar hagadahu. If Mordechai caused this tremendous tzar to Klal Yisrael, yeshalav ktsastin, he needs to be punished a little bit. What do you mean? But he's following the halacha because the halacha dictated that for the sake of Kiddush Hashem he needed to go into Haman's face and stick his nose in it and say, I'm not going to bow down. Nevertheless, there is some din on Mordechai. Haman has a big schos also. When Haman took the ring from Achashverosh that accomplished more than the 48... Nevi'im. Baharei, Haman ha-yasibol ha-tayv ha-gadahu. Haman was the cause of this. V'nei amru, chazal talsen soita, shedavar ha-machal v'sham amar zayin pa'amim, b'ni b'ni av-shalayim. The Gemara tells us in Masech the soita that davar ha-machal said seven times, b'ni b'ni, v'hoitziu mi-zayin medure gehenim. And he took him out of the seven chambers of gehenim. Why? Because he mentioned the zechus of the sun. Says in Asiva, certainly, if every year everyone gives Mordechai a bracha, Baruch Mordechai, all of Klaus all together, Baruch Mordechai, Baruch Mordechai, whatever Einish is resting on Mordechai is removed by the bracha of Klai Yisrael. And whatever Zchus Haman has in creating the greatest Truva movement in history is removed from Klai Yisrael saying, Aror, Aror. But Rabbi said, this is the concept of having the Simcha that we don't even realize. What was greater? Because on the one hand, yes, Hashem saved us. But on the other hand, what was greater? The fact that Hashem saved us? Or the fact that and because of Haman, we reached the highest level of tshuva we ever reached in our history that were makabal the Torah Baratzain. What's greater? Baruch Mordechai, that ultimately God saved us? Or our Haman, the fact that we have to curse Haman because of the tremendous tshuva movement he, he caused? We should be on the Madrega that we can't even understand the difference between the two. In other words, we should be able to comprehend that the fact that Kla Yisrael reached such an exalted level of Kabbalah Satar, that was so great, it even surpassed the fact that God saved our lives. But this is an amazing concept when you think about the fact that even Haman, who tried to annihilate our people, the fact that something good came about as a result of his actions, he has a reward for that. And we have to, you know, we have to destroy that. And the fact that Mordechai has a certain punishment, what's the punishment? Because he made us suffer, there's a certain einish on him. It's a tremendous concept of how far-reaching the repercussions of a person's actions are. You never know. A person, you know, comes early to davening. And then another person sees... Oh, they come, they come early to davening. They also start coming early to davening. And, you know, they may start coming early thousands of times. And then other people learn from them. And their children learn from them. Their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. And you never know. Because of one tiny small mitzvah that you did, you could be affecting literally millions of people. And sometimes, you know, you say something improper to someone and it makes them uh, insulted. It makes them sad. And as a result of that, 
they may do another Avera, and other people learn from that. All of this is taken into account. And that's the, the limud of Baruch Morchai and Ar Haman. That no matter how terrible a person is, if something good comes as a result of their unintended actions, they get schar for that. And if, no matter how great someone is, if something bad comes about unintended, we have to deal with that also. Enjoy your day.